So uh, we, here we are, our third uh, Sunday of Advent, uh, Gaudete Sunday, Sunday where we uh, take a brief respite in our preparation to recognize the nearness of Jesus. We wear rose today because rose is uh, it's that color of the, the horizon just at sunrise, huh? that beautiful uh, just moment of hope. Here, you know, another day begins, right? So we use that color to symbolize the nearness of our joy at Christmas. Uh, I, I was given many years ago, I was given a major set from some uh, parishioners at one of my previous parishes, and a big one. Uh, it's it's uh, like a Fontanini uh, major set, uh, and you know the figures are like three feet tall, and it's uh, I. I want to share it, so I put it out in front of the church at Crane Road. It's right there by the front doors, and put the whole thing up this year. And as I was coming over last night to, to uh, hear confessions and greet the people for the four o'clock before I came down here for mass, I, I noticed that uh, the baby Jesus was gone. Somebody, uh, somebody took the baby. I'm serious. He's he's, he's not there. And yeah, I know, oh, it's so sad, right? And I, it, it's like, who would do such a thing, right? But, I, and I, I blame Father Clater almost immediately because, you know, he's, <laughs> he's, he's this uh, uh, purist about, he didn't, you know, he won't even look at the Christmas tree that I put up before Thanksgiving, you know, and uh, in the house. And I thought, well, did you take the, the baby? Because he doesn't think it should be out yet. He goes, no, I had nothing to do with it. So I'm like, all right, somebody took the baby. And, but that got me thinking, and, and I'm, sure that it'll, I'm sure it'll show up. Somebody probably said, you know, it doesn't belong there yet, so they, you know, I don't know, brought the baby home, who knows, but uh, <laughs> it'll show up. Uh, but it got me thinking about, uh, you know, here we are on this Sunday, you know, with all our great uh, personages and John the Baptist and his testimony and uh, that the light is coming. And, and, and here we are so close and we, we look for that joy of, of Jesus, but at the same time, there, there's something we have to do. And that is to, to kind of look at the, the state of things in our own life and, and say, uh, have you, do, you, do you know where Jesus is? I think a lot of times we, Christmas comes and goes and we realize we lost him. We lost the baby. We can't find him. And, and now is a, it's an opportunity for us to, like, all right, put him back where he belongs. Jesus isn't there. Where is he? Find him. And, uh, you know, there's a, a definition uh, that uh, Thomas Aquinas gives us for, uh, for uh, happiness. And he, but he, and he recognized even those hundreds of years ago that people confuse uh, pleasure for happiness. We think as long as I'm having my needs met, as long as I'm having a moment where I, I feel good, I'm happy. No, that's not it at all. See, his, he, is, he does two, one's for pleasure, one's for happiness, one's for joy. Uh, the pleasure one is, it's an act 
uh, that we do that gives us a sense of well-being for the duration of the act that's being done. So as long as I, I'm doing something that makes me feel good, I, I feel good. But as soon as I finish with that, it's, you know, it's over, then I, have to, I, I, I feel let down, I feel like I need something else. And let me give you an example. Uh, the other day, um, I had the seven o'clock mass down here and my mom had uh, uh, called me to say that she had made some Christmas cookies for me. And uh, she was gonna send them down with my dad who comes to daily mass and so he came down with the bag of cookies and put them in the sacristy and I walk in and I, I see the bag of cookies there. I'm like, yes, Christmas cookies. And, and I didn't eat them because I, you know, I don't want to break my fast. I waited and had mass and brought them home with me and I put them in the, in the kitchen on the counter and, and I was going only for a few minutes. <laughs> put my coat away and, and I hear noise out in the kitchen. And I walk out, and there's, uh, there's Ian and, and Grant, the other seminarian, going to town on my cookies. <laughs> You've got to be kidding. But it was great because Ian, uh, he's just so mild-mannered and gentle. I walk in, and he's got, he's got a stack of cookies in his hand. Like, he's just piled them up. <laughs> and I even left a note there for my mom, you know, cookies, Dan, love mom. And so there's no doubt. <laughs> but then I thought, and he said, I need these for my, my strength for, because they're doing their classes for Mundelein virtually right now, since he needed them for class. But I thought as soon as those cookies are finished, what's he going to want to do? He's going to want to come down and finish the rest of them. So I, <laughs> I hid them. <laughs> well, you have to take care of things, right? And but here's the thing, aren't we all the same way? Uh, you know, somebody this morning made me uh, cinnamon donut holes, homemade, uh, and gave them to me uh, after my mass this morning at Crane Road, and I had to ate one. I was like, boy, these are really good, so I ate another. And I, and I, and I, and I even like ate a couple and forgot that I ate them, right? So here, here's an example of something like base base desires that we have, and we're, we're happy, or we think we're happy, but it's really we're pleasured for the duration of us eating the cookie or eating the donut hole or, or doing the thing that we're enjoying, but as soon as it's over, we're looking for something else. I want more donut holes. It's not enough. That's, that's, that's you know, money, sex, power, the threefold concupiscence. As long as we're doing one of those things, we feel a sense of well-being, but as soon as it's over, we feel empty, and so we need more things. That's our danger. That's our confusion. And the, in the, this, this season, and set, you know, especially today with the nearness of Jesus, saying, where are you locked into this pattern of behavior and we think you're happy because you're getting your needs met? It's not that way. The other definition St. Thomas gives us is happiness, and this is happiness, and it's different. It's the proper exercise of the faculties of the soul according to the life of the virtues. What does that mean? That means as long as, I'm in, as, long as I exercise my intellect and will virtuously, I'm going to be happy. That's where happiness comes from. It isn't me getting something done for myself. It's me doing something for somebody else. That's, that's, where, we get, that's where we find happiness. It's the emptying of ourselves and the doing uh, of, of the Lord's work, not for ourselves, but for somebody else. Pleasure? I do things for me. 
happiness, I do things for somebody else. And the Lord wants us to be happy. So we have to enter into that love relationship with Him, which is always based on sacrifice. There is no love without suffering. We can't love except through this. So we have to live this out in order to be happy. We don't like that. We would rather be able just to eat the cookies. But the Lord is saying, no, you've got to do a lot more than that. If you do, you're going to be happy. You're going to have joy in your life. I'll leave it with this little story. Uh, C.S. Lewis is a great writer. Uh, Screwtape Letters, Mere Christianity. Uh, but in, in all the books he wrote, there's a little one called Surprised by Joy. He had uh, lived as a, as a bachelor most of his life, and late in, late in his career, he, he met this American woman by the name of Joy. She had, uh, was, had left the United States with her son after, uh, after a marriage breakup, and she uh, went to Britain for a while, and she met him, C.S. Lewis, and, and he was surprised. And so I'd, here at this stage of my life, he just fell madly in love with this woman and married her and adopted her son as his own. Well, not long after that, uh, she was diagnosed with terminal cancer and she died. It was just a, a crucifixion for him, as he said. And it, he was, as the two of them, uh, C.S. Lewis and his son, were trying to process their grief about uh, her death, Joy's death. Uh, the boy said, you know, uh, Dad, why, why do we love if it hurts so much? Why love if love hurts so much? And he, and see, he thought about it, and he, and he said to him, you know, I don't know. He goes, but all I know is that, you know, as a, as a man, every man, every person in their life has to make two choices. You have to you have to choose safety or you have to choose suffering. He goes, the boy, he chooses safety. The man, he chooses suffering. There's that little boy in us or girl in us that wants safety. We want pleasure. But as we grow up, the, the, that man and that woman we have to choose suffering. He said to his son, the, the suffering now is part of the happiness then. That's the deal. And that's interesting, isn't it? To come to that awareness that in the joy that we experience with people is, is a future suffering. You cannot love without it. Everybody who has fallen in love, everybody that loves somebody knows that in that relationship there is always going to be a suffering because there is always going to be a moment where you and I are called to die to self and love and give to another. Not to take for me, but to give for you.
And that's when we're happy. That's when we discover joy. So this Sunday of joy, the call from John the Baptist through the ages to us is to try to figure out where Jesus is. We've lost him, haven't we, sometimes? Now we have to find him. And the best place to look first is our own hearts, that manger that we make for his most precious body this Christmas.